This week on Prequel Sequel Remake. All right, dude, uh, climb into that dark, wet hole. Slap Chops, the Bacon Wave, ShamWow, the Wonder Wallet. The fuck, man, your cop is a girlfriend? Stay the fuck away from Canadian mess. Don't miss Prequel Sequel Remake. <coughs> Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. And I'm Scott Hanchu. And welcome to Prequel Sequel Remake, the movie and comedy podcast where we do what, Desmond? We take movies that don't have prequels, sequels, or remakes, and we give them those. Woo! Exactly. It's a fine art, this podcast. Yeah, it it's is. An example of it. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Because uh, over here at the PSR team, we stand shoulder to shoulder on this. This is fine art. It goes... At its best, I might add. Mona Lisa, Whistler's Mother, prequel, prequel sequel, sequel remake. <laughs> Audio experience. Uh, it's so dense. So and we have so much packed in there. We just want to share it all with everybody. But I think it's important to... Let people know that th- this is not, um, you know, just fun and games. This is serious, fine art, highbrow art business. I mean, there's really nothing funny about any of this. No. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, it's all about, you know, making a statement and metaphors. Yeah. And we are working right now to fund the biggest red canvas in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be 400 feet tall. 400 feet wide, it is going to be a canvas, and it is going to be one shade of red. And it is, it is this is because that's that's art, apparently. You heard it here first. Yeah. Folk. Uh, this is a thing we're apparently doing. Um, and Scott, since you're all full of beans, um, you happen to know what film we're covering I'm this full week? Of chili. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bean I, It's funny because it's true. Yeah. We ate chili before this. Yeah, ironically, good chili. Be, ironically, beanless chili. Um, yeah. Texas style. Mm. Shit fuck. No beans about There's it. No beans. Is what they say. Damn. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I could have yeah. sworn there was. No, that was just meat. All right. Well, it yeah. was delicious, <laughs> tasty meat. All right. Uh, speaking of delicious, tasty meat, that is no speaking relation. Speaking of delicious, tasty meat, how? What? That's the segue into. How is it a segue? I was going to say it doesn't relate to what I'm about to say. Okay, Desmond. I cut you off. I'm yeah, sorry. that's right. I'm you sorry. interrupted the segue. You're like the man who rode the segue and managed to unbalance the segue, even though it's supposed to be impossible. All right, that's what you are. Anyways, Scott, what movie are we doing this week? We are doing Pineapple Express. Oh yeah, grab your doobies and your bongs and your joints and your water tobacco pipes. And, and bases that you put a lampshade on when mom comes around and be like, it's just a vase, mom. It's a vase. Forget that resin-coated bowl sticking out of it. <laughs> That's what vases look like because you, you can walk into a room after someone's been smoking and it's not apparent that someone's been f***ing smoking. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, uh, this is a very special episode because it happens to be the 10th anniversary of the, uh, the wide release at least in America, yeah. uh, of uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Um, it's hard to believe that um, we are that old, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. upon rewatching it, I'd say it's definitely one of the most successful comedy-slash-action-weed movies, you know? I'd like, say it's, it accomplishes both pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably one of the best... It's definitely my favorite weed movie. Um I can get into more, more into more into weed movies in, in general a bit later. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah but, tell us a little bit about 
Pineapple Express. So, Pineapple Express, uh, released in 2008, directed by David Gordon Green. Um, I don't know what else he directed. He's, he's he did doing a few the, things. He's doing the Halloween remake coming Is out. he doing the Halloween Wait, remake? That might be him or the director of Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. I don't remember. One of those uh, two is doing it. He also did, he did, um, he did that Danny McBride vehicle, Your Highness. That had, oh, yeah, that one was really Your bad. Highness. He did some other better movies, too. Did he do Super, super Bad? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I should have done some research. Whatever. But anyway, <clears throat> after witnessing a murder and leaving a joint roach containing a rare strain of weed, Dale Denton, played by Seth Rogen, must go on the run with his pot dealer, Saul Silver, played by James Franco, to evade the wrath of a ruthless drug lord. Yes, uh, Gary Cole plays the, that ruthless drug lord. Yeah, um, yeah. An under, hilarious. An underused Gary Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have uh, beefed up the coal a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. We'll talk about the depth of the cast a little bit later, but that's definitely a strength of this movie. Um, but, very uh, deep, character actor-filled cast. I, I, I kind of want to uh, uh, start today, if you, if you guys don't mind, with talking about stoner comedies in general, or, or start a discussion on stoner comedies in general. Yeah. Let's... What do you guys think about stoner weed movies? I mean... We are people who have consumed pot on occasion <laughs> in I our mean, past. I mean, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, I, I mean, I never inhale. I don't think it's hard to decipher from the general demeanor of this show that maybe yeah. we partake <laughs> from time to time. You know, um, one could allegedly. maybe construe that uh, potentially, but we're we're not going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I'd say you know the, the, the you know the weed movies are just like an offshoot of like boner comedies and a lot of yeah, senses. it's a subversion. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, you know, I want I want to say a lot of them aren't very good, but the ones that most immediately come to mind would be this and Half Baked are actually really good. Yeah, Half Baked is almost like amazing. It's 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 it's. You got Dave Chappelle. You got the Dave Chappelle. There. I mean, that's, uh, uh, yeah. uh, but I think Dave Chappelle himself even pointed out, it's like, how the hell are you going to make a PG thirteen, uh, 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 pot movie? Which yeah. I don't know if it's actually PG thirteen, but but I have no idea. I think it's an R rated. They showed it on Comedy Central a lot. There's, there's, but, but it's 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 a very mild pot movie. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There's there's got to be there's some kind of legal thing about depicting. Weed or drug usage in movies where they they have to show things out of order or something because if you go into half baked, I mean the way that they smoke the weed, it makes n- no sense no at all. No one would ever fucking smoking do it weed out of a hookah with like five guys yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah. There's, nah, there's a thing about, and I know it's true. you can't exhale the no, smoke or something. No, no, no. You can't like you can't clear the bong. That's like a thing with TV. You'll like see someone take a hit and then the bong is still full of smoke, and for some reason. Like you just can't get rid of the smoke in the the bong, and that's it. And then right. and, you know, and James Franco in this one, I mean, he clearly is hitting that cross joint, and then he does not exhale a single amount of smoke at all. And I don't know yeah. if that's just because you know he's like a guy who just doesn't inhale or, or smoke or drink or anything like that. Which I, he kind of strikes me as the person who probably would mm-hmm. be like super a you little know, bit, you know. A little bit. But why are you doing the weed comedy movie? Well, that then? brings like, me, you know. Do, 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 and then Seth Rogen just fucking French inhaling, just, just, <laughs> just in heaven, <laughs> no problem, method acting. Um, I, my, that, <laughs> that brings up my point uh, uh, that I had about weed movies is that I don't think they ever get 
the portrayal of smoking weed correct it's it's always done wrong and and and, and, and in an annoying fashion like you have this uh, uh mm-hmm. psychedelic like experience while high on the pot uh, <laughs> it's one of the i was sick of that trope when i was 13 before i ever had actually smoked wheel real weed you yeah. know it just uh People going into a cartoony, colorful world when they've uh, uh, taken a puff off of a joint. That bothers me so much in weed movies. It doesn't happen in Pineapple Express. In fact, all that really happens is these guys keep smoking and, and they get more and more paranoid. Which, uh, it, which um, actually helps them out in the movie. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's like, really, when you smoke weed just like all day, you just get tired, you know? Uh, there, there's going to be no riding on cheetahs' backs uh, through uh, mushroom forests or anything as, like that. As cool as that would be. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Harold <laughs> yeah. and Kumar. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless you're, unless you're, you know, in middle school and you're, and you're buying some very questionable weed, uh, which causes some sort of effects that yeah, were were unexpected and, and and hard to reproduce ever since. Potentially, if this you know ever happened to anybody, I don't know. You know, the, then you might actually start seeing some things. But but let's just go on and yeah. say that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And and it's kind of like the equivalent of. Like reefer madness meets like like friends sitcom. Yeah, you know what I very mean? much. Like, so. Oh, that's very baked is almost that. <laughs> oh <laughs> God. Uh, uh, hey, uh, but nobody nobody told us that life was gonna be this way. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know. I, just in conclusion on that subject, I think this is probably one of the better weed movies in terms of like the the the, the weed aspect of it isn't annoying to me. It's yeah, it's pretty there. regular. It's, it's pretty casual the way they're smoking. It's not very rarely is their character saying, "I'm so high." Yeah, exactly. Or anything like that. And I kind of really appreciate that about this, which is why I think it elevates it above the stoner comedy just being a goddamn funny movie. Yeah, I would uh, say it probably gets the dealer experience like oh, f- down pat. Like, just trying to just transact and leave, and then just keeps on, hey, you want to watch some stuff on the internet, or, like, here's my mixtape, etc., etc. To the weird, like, dirty house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where mm-hmm. nothing is, where, where, like, like you look in Saul's apartment, and uh, there's, like, a there's like a Cowboys... Uh, yeah, uh, Native American Native American set, uh, set like, with teepees <laughs> and all that, and it's just, like, nothing's where it should be. He's got, um... I, I listened to the commentary long ago, not recently, but, um... He's got a, uh, uh, a large painting of a parking garage on his wall. Well, he's, uh, he wants to be a civil engineer. So that's, yeah, that's nice character little, uh, building. But let's, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of moving on anyway. So let's move on to the, the general plot, uh, um, um, plot critiques. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, general story of the movie? Well, so there's a big part of the movie where I think that he, being... Seth Rogen wrote the thing, right? Seth Rogen and his writing partner, yeah, okay. or, uh, Evan, Evan Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. yeah, okay. But it, I feel like it was, and it was. It, you could probably find an interview, and I almost even remember him saying that he wrote a lot of this when he was younger. Although that might have also been super bad. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I think we but, talked about this on our game show. It, ma- it would yeah. make sense that he wrote it. If he if he did write a lot younger because he's dating a high schooler yeah that's and like that's yeah. the going back like that's the most what the f- portion of it because like yeah. if he was also in high school and he had this you know high school weed dealer kind of guy that that all makes sense you know what yeah. everything else that's going on but it's just slime dude it's just f- 
grimy, and yeah. I and I and I and I know it allows for a lot of like funny things, and it doesn't you doesn't end up working out for him it's at actually all. One of my favorite aspects is that she, uh, uh, spoiler, she breaks up with him, and that yeah. doesn't come. It's pretty resolved. It's, yeah, <laughs> no, it's final. <laughs> it's pretty ruthless. Um, breakup, and I, I do appreciate that the movie doesn't really applaud him for dating a high schooler, but it's also one of those things where, like, why, why? Because you're right, Scott. That's a very good point. I bet he wrote it as a uh, teenager and expected to play the role, but uh, the man aged uh, uh, ten years uh, in like faster five. than he should yeah, should have. And uh, oh fuck, even though I'm 25, uh, and anyone else my age could play a high schooler still. I can't. I look like I'm 34. Uh, yeah, at that uh, point, uh, just. Change the script, you know. Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, make her a college girl. I think college, that's not weird. Fine. Just make her a college girl. It's I give not weird. Amber Heard a lot of credit. Um, I think that's one of her earlier like feature it's, film roles. It's at least. one of her first. Yeah, uh, uh, she's really funny. Yeah, uh, uh, no, she uh, is. and just fed up and very aware of how how fucking much she doesn't need Dale. Oh man, and her hall. <laughs> her parents are awesome too. Yeah. Ed Begley Jr. and Nora. Oh Dunn. yeah, they're both. Both great character actors, and they're both fucking hysterical. Yeah. They're so they're so good. And if you look at the way that Ed Bigley's character, you know, was like the way he was, it actually almost does make sense in the subtext that she would be rebelling against her father and dating someone older, you know, right. some weird dude. Yeah. But like, ugh, nah, I yeah, don't know. It just doesn't. Settle. It's scummy. You don't date high schoolers if you're no. in high school. You really don't. You don't like like. Don't but there's them. no. There's. I don't know. It's scummy. Yeah. And I'm sorry, even if you're in that situation and it's not scummy and it's a, a happy agreement and everyone's fine, mm. but you come off as scummy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah agree. Yeah. Everyone's uh, looking uh, at. Maybe you. just don't do it if you can uh, not. Just don't do it. Or just yeah. Just in general, don't. It just there's a part of it that it's just even you know when you're young and you know you, you see girls that are like dating some like five and weird 18? and way way yeah, like later twenties dude it's just like looking at that guy like what what's wrong with you I can what guarantee like, you you're like just like that ostracized from your own peer group that you're just like have to be the cool older guy that like, I can buy him beer and, you know, I can like, guarantee you any eighteen year old would have been. F- Repulsed by me at twenty five, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, which uh, wasn't that long ago, really. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I will say to the to the, the credit of the plot of this movie is is how all their paranoia comes true. It's it's super yeah. fun. Everything they they suspect is going down happens. Uh, I like that fun scene in the barn in the beginning. Oh, yeah, that with Bill Hader. Oh my god. Fuck you. Yeah, no, he's, he's so yeah. It's, it's a great opening for the movie. Like it establishes oh, yeah. like the tone of like hyper comedic, but also like hyper violent. Um, and yeah, God, him just doing the jazz drum solo. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so so funny. It's him. It, for anyone who hasn't seen it, that's listening to this. It's him in a bunker in like the 30s. It's some like old, like black and white government like test of marijuana, which they call like eight, item nine. I think item nine. Um, and illegal! And he's just, yeah, he's stoned off his rocker, and uh, then they make marijuana illegal because of a stoned Bill Hader. I will say my favorite scene uh, in the movie takes place very early, uh, when he actually is at the high school, and uh, Joe Lo... Uh, Joe Latruglia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really funny. It's, it's like, so yeah, funny. He's going to be a great... He's going to look out for Angela. A great lab partner, yeah. man. He's going to be a 
f yourself, you weird little fucking prick. Yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Shim fucking bastard. Yeah. Makes I'll, me laugh every time. Yeah, dude. The, and the kid who plays that character is great, too. Like, suck, suck today's dick. Yeah, no. Like, every, every little... Yeah. Every, Every little performance on the, in this is super funny. Little performance, yeah, no every, small roles. You yeah, know what I mean? no, exactly, no only roles. exactly. So only we, small actors. You know, moving down the list, uh, uh, moving down no list because this is all just from the soul. Yeah, it's right? off the cuff. Uh, obviously. Off the cuff. Uh, yeah. uh, Hostmanship. Yeah, what? Uh, 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 we kind of touched upon Dale. We think he's kind of you know Seth Rogen plays him. He's really funny. Yeah, he is. He is a funny he's, character. But he he's is. kind of a scumbag. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, uh, James Franco. Elephant in the room. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, yeah. he's a creep. You yeah, know. obviously that's not hard to imagine at okay. this point. I was like, I, in real life, I'm, I'm saying yes, in uh, real Saul's life. Yeah. actually that's, not really a creep. No, that's that. We're, you know, where that's interesting. The, the crosshairs of, of history here, because you know, there's probably going to be celebrities that we use in our shows that. Just, Will get revealed to be an, an enormous creep, and yeah. we have no power over it, that. It's already and, happened. You know, and, it's already happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Obviously, so. uh, you know, for the, for the record, that's the hard part about talking about movies. I guess at this point, yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard to not find a creep. So we're yeah. just holding out that maybe there's some. A creep, yeah, good one. He's, he's a creep, and, and and rumblings of that had been going along around long before yeah. any of that. So, and and you know, I believe it. Yeah, but that's neither I, here I, nor there. No Let's talk about the character of Saul. Yeah. yeah, Saul. Like, con I yeah, Saul. I, yeah. No, he, he's such. A, he's like contrary to the person portraying him. He seems like a really genuine, like sweetheart. Like. He's, he cares about his bubby. He, yeah, he loves his bubby, like, takes care of his bubby. He's only selling pot to take care of his bubby, and then he wants to be a civil engineer, which is a weird and specific dream, but good for you, man. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a great he's a great foil to um, Seth Rogen's character, who's really cynical and, like, really, like, frankly, angry and energetic, where he's, he's stoned as hell the whole time. <laughs> so he's mellow, mellow. Though my favorite... Probably my, two of my favorite moments in the movie are directly James Franco. One of them is when Dale is freaking out and he throws up on his printer and he's like, oh man, he threw up on my printer. <laughs> <laughs> and, was, uh, and the other is later in the movie when they have the second act falling out where he's just crying, eating a giant hamburger like, on a swing. Yeah, Jumbo Jack or some <laughs> bullshit. Just weeping, biting through layers of hamburger. It's, oh man, and like... He's talented. James Franco is clearly a talented actor, um, and he does a good job with this performance. It, it could have been phoned in very easily. It would have been very easy to have Rogan play the, the guy who's the funny stone guy the whole time, and had, had James Franco, the proven dramatic actor at that point, been the uh, 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 the straight man, yeah. and they didn't do that, and it's to the movie's benefit, I think, uh, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, the Dale Denton character ends up being a lot like the dude in The Big Lebowski, where he is this, you know, supposedly relaxed like stoner guy, but he actually ends up getting mad and throwing like, you know, these little tantrums throughout the entire movie. Yeah, he's yeah, like the only one true. getting upset <laughs> through the whole movie. Uh, uh, which, you Except know. for, uh, what was uh, the name of the, the bad guy again? Was T uh, it? Ted? The The... Well, what's his actor's name? Uh, which one? Gary Cole? Great. Yeah, Gary Cole. Gary yeah, Cole. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the part where his like son is on the line, he throws a tantrum and just oh, like yeah, it ends up you know causing this huge war. Or when he's naming the weed, he's like, oh, this yeah. one's gonna be yeah, Da Vinci's, yeah. <laughs> da Vinci's brush. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, uh, oh, but uh, on to uh, uh, Danny McBride as Red, oh, man. which th was actually my introduction to Danny McBride. No, uh, my, most people's. I think this was yeah. really his like coming out party. Like yeah. He, he, he looks 
young. Yeah, I, I, I think it's. I know a lot of people stand by Kenny Powers. I think Red is Danny McBride's best. It's just such a oh, fucking I like weird it character. Yeah. It's so. It's he kills it. I don't he, know what's up with Red. Red's shady as. He's so I mean, weird. He's like supernaturally not dying the whole time. Which <laughs> oh, is yeah, just he, great. God, like, it's cool. so like, funny. Just do that. This um, cake is private. Yeah. It's, it's, what? When, <laughs> when he gets like his head caved in, he's like, "Is my cat's birth?" <laughs> uh, 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 oh man! Uh, uh, like, no, he's he's great. He's so weird and scummy. I think him shaving his beard was like mm-hmm. a big help with that because it makes his face really weirdly proportioned. And then he's like into this like weird like a- like Asian culture stuff, and then also like this weird like trashy like white people stuff. It's like a weird combination <laughs> weird, yeah. of things. It's like 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 this is the guy above. Saul, and it's not that much more impressive uh, no. uh, at all. Um, oh, I, a little backstory on that, actually. I saw this movie and Tropic Thunder the same weekend, oh, that's which a good are weekend. two fucking awesome comedy movies yeah, of that's that a good summer. Dave McBride's also in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, who the fuck? To a guy who'd never seen him before, it's like, who the hell is this redneck guy yeah. who's popping up and stuff? He's funny. Anyway, um, yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I love, I love Danny McBride. I think Danny McBride probably steals the movie. Like, yes, in my like, he has so, so many funny moments. Like, for like the montage, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like montage leading up to them, like going like to the third like act action scene, like pulling up the guns. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, when he like drops Seth Rogen off, and then he's like, Nah, I, nope, can't, and then he <laughs> drives away. Uh, 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 and I could, I could go on quoting and I, I won't on this podcast because this this truly is one of uh, a very special movie to me I, uh, but man he's got some of the best lines when he when he hits Craig uh, uh, Robinson yeah. with the, the Daewoo and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which you know moving right along the supporting cast you know yeah. we spoke about Gary Cole uh, uh, Mr. Brady in the Brady Bunch movies uh, oh himself, those movies which are, are also yeah, hilarious those are very funny uh, I've never seen them. they're both really watch funny. the first two they're, yeah. okay. they're, they're spoof movies yeah no oh. like, like seriously they like the problem with it is people Thought they were actually Brady Bunch movies, but no, they're no. hilarious. It's basically huh. the 90s world, 60s Brady Bunch. Exactly. They're huh. fish, completely genuine fish out of the water. It's super weird. I just remember the preview. He's like, This is a car, Jack. And he's like, Well, this is a car. My name's not Jack. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty much crazy. it. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, this supporting cast is just chock full of amazing character actors. They all do a great, great, great job. Gary Cole. Bless fucking Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Rosie is awesome in this. She is so funny. And you know what? She's a little bit underwritten because I don't think they knew they they would secure Rosie Perez. Yeah. They probably could have beefed up her role and like you know the tough cop act for her but still I I, I have a special no, place in my heart she was awesome the, the uh, only the only flaw in that is that thinking that she's the only corrupt cop in the department yes. when it's usually the entire department yes. is yeah. corrupt yeah, because fair. then if you're a non-corrupt cop in the corrupt cop department they'll just fire you I would imagine. You know, they're not going to let a non-corrupt person just out there and just out them. You know what I mean? Dang. Um, um, uh, Sorry, is that too real? No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's struggling with Craig Robinson. What am I going to add to that? Yeah, I know. I think you were were thinking uh, Craig Robinson and Kevin Corrigan. Sorry, I was like reading out loud, reading my list. (laughs) There's no list. There's no list. There's no fucking list. There's no list. Uh, There's uh, no... Uh, destination, just a journey. Right. Prequel, yeah. sequel. Uh, we spoke on Amber Heard, who does inject a, a bit of humanity into the. Uh, what, what, it would be a boring 
inside typical underwritten girlfriend role but she she's just fed up with Dale as the audience is it feels and uh, yeah. dumps him halfway through but then Craig Robinson and Kevin Corrigan play the two hitmen characters uh, who are after Dale and Saul which is just uh, it's another layer of um, kind of Lebowski-ish uh, fucking weirdness to it uh, um, yeah Craig Robinson just to He's so funny. He's such a teddy he's, bear. He's like so him. naturally funny. He has such a charisma about him. And, like, he can say any any underwritten, like, any hackneyed line. And he can he can pull it the hell off. Like, he's wonderful. I adore Craig I Robinson. think Kevin Corrigan, too. Oh, uh, no, he's His whole thing about, like, trying to go home He just wants dinner. to go to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, got in the wrong line of work, you know? Like, what are you, why are you a hitman? That it's, was a gunshot. It's, like, such a funny, random bit that he plays so sincerely. Like, you really think that yeah he just wants to eat dinner at home i guess yeah yeah right. he's just sick of it all yeah he's just, he's just done with it and hope he had a life insurance policy you know yeah <laughs> uh, well i don't know if crime has life insurance policies probably not uh, uh, probably not i believe uh, bobby lee yeah uh, is in this movie yeah is, and uh, ken jeong Ken Jeong is in it. Yeah. Okay. I both, wrote that down, no, but then I was like... Both of them. Both of them, yeah. Uh, 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 um, uh, you know, that, I will say, that aspect of... Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't touched just the, on the, that. Just the broad term uh, the uh, rival Asians. game, the Asians, which uh. is kind of funny that it's Ooh. so broad, but, but at the same time... Um, um, it's kind of bad. It's, it's kind of bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's borderli- bordering on, like, the 90s race comedy or, sort of yeah. stint. That was, I would go, like, know. 80s. Like, it's like that kind of bad. It's like Long Duck Dong in, like, friggin' um, that 80s movie everybody loves. I can't remember. It's, um, it's, it's, 16 Candles. 16 Candles. It's really not clear what the deal with them is. Uh, they, they killed... Um, uh, the, the crooked cop Carol and uh, uh, Ted killed like, one of their one brothers. of their people, one of their brothers, um, and they're just there for there to be more guns in the finale, essentially. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they're yeah, it's it's not the most um, it's not nice uh, betrayal. It's, 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 it's pretty two D racist yeah. stereotype. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Uh, um, which Bobby Lee is no fucking uh, uh, stranger to playing. Uh, there's yeah. mad TV fucking <laughs> career. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, um, but that doesn't, that doesn't excuse anything. Here. No, definitely not. Um, and I, I will say at least, you know, they're not heavily featured. So, like, you can kind of... Well, you can't really ignore it, but it's, it's not overly present. So yeah. I will say at least there's that. Yeah. I will say there's one funny uh, scene, deleted scene, um, that I watched where... Uh, or like uh, uh, I forget at what point in the movie I think it's after the car chase and mm-hmm. Saul's trying to calm Dale down and she's like just chill man it's just like Scarface man and like Dale's just like what the fuck have you seen Scarface it ends with him face down in the pool of his own fucking blood <laughs> and Saul's just like nah man it's like you know, he gets married and there's a tiger. It's like you stopped after the wedding, like <laughs> something like that. Something yeah, to the, that's the, funny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, final thoughts, uh, Desmond. Uh, would you recommend? Uh, Absolutely. It's a really yeah. funny movie. It's um, it's better than it had any right to be. Dumbass stoner. Movie. I think that's a hundred percent true. I like went into this with very low expectations when I saw, or like I went into it with like the expectations of like a Van Wilder, like a road trip, like basically you know what Scott said, you know the early two thousands like boner comedy movies, and it's way better than those. Yeah. Like, um, like it, euthanasia. It's, it's in a league of its own with, for stoner movies that are also action movies, and you know for that I commend it, and yeah. I'd recommend it as well, Peter. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would also recommend it. Um, 
Like, like we said, there's some sketchy things in it, but overall, um, I don't think it detracts too much from an enjoyable <laughs> movie. You know, as we find with comedies, you go back uh, uh, as little time as two years and you'll find things that are glaringly uh, uh, not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we we, we Could have been worse. We changed. Could have been worse, Could've right? Could have yeah. been looking back and We changed and, and mold yeah. as time goes on. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, but Sykes never changes. No. Yeah. Definitely. And he will yeah. never he will never be forgotten. Yeah. We will miss him dearly. Yeah, rest in peace, Sykes. <clears throat> All right, and um, and this is another, you know, monumental episode for us, not just because it's the 10th anniversary of Pineapple Express, but because um, we're part of a select group um, that's launching a new feature with Anchor, which is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. Starting now, you know, kind of like a Patreon, you can go to our Anchor.fm page, which is Anchor.fm slash prequel sequel remake. And that doesn't mean um, if you don't donate, you're not going to get the podcast. Podcast is still going. This is for big fans who really just want to support us moving forward. And um, we're thankful, you know, to Anchor for giving us the opportunity. Excellent. Yes. We I mean, Anchor is are a, stoked the, and, yeah. uh, that they appreciate and listen to our podcast and, and want to support us. And we want to support them. We want to create harmonious relationship, and especially with our fans. And that means... So bringing in the big bucks. Bring the, bring the high yeah. art to the people who want the high art. Yeah. The fine art. Fine, the fine art. Fine, the anchor, high, high fine art. Anchor knows and fine it art. Is high because uh, weed. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm um, just a just a totally. <laughs> That's a great throwaway line. But yeah, just just a few bucks a month. Um, if you like what we're doing, you know, support us monetarily because why not? Or. Or otherwise, just keep listening. Um, we appreciate every listen and download we get. We really do. It's yeah. a fun. It's a fun show to do, and overjoyed that y'all love it. All right, and uh, I think it's time we got to the show. So, um, the person starting us off this week is none other than our very own Mister Scott Hanshu. Yay! Yay! All right, what you got for us, baby? I got the the Pineapple Express prequel to End All. Pineapple Express prequels. Right. Uh, it's the only one so far. So. You already have me excited. Yeah. I'm already excited. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be good. I say this in full confidence. I well, guess. You sound confident. I guess. Yeah, your uh. your body language is not showing your confidence, but our listeners Oh, that's just cause I slouch a lot. <laughs> To get to the mic that's right though. Well, here, let yeah. me let's see if now now I'm standing up straight. <laughs> doesn't work, but I can't. I'm not going to be sitting like that the no, whole time. No, Come you on. shouldn't do it. Oh, no. Come on. I was just doing the audio content versus video content. Right. Joke. Which there is none no, of the latter. None but of that's that. all right. Yeah. So let's move into it. Title Pineapple Dream. Tagline Weed. <laughs> Tagline Two. Smoke weed. <laughs> Tagline three. Be the weed you wish to see in the bong. Directed by a literal cannabis sativa plant. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I, I like how blunt you're being. Yeah. Yeah. It's a joint effort. Get, yeah. It's, um... So you're not trying to steamroll uh, anything. Uh, you're not like a volcano about to go off. Right. Yeah. About to smoke this shit. It's not funny anymore. That shit's been happening. Syn synopsis. <laughs> weed, weed, weed. Smoking weed. I love smoking weed. <laughs> smoking weed is fun and cool. 
screams Dale Denton, Seth Rogen, into his cell phone as his giant coconut delivery truck trundles down a dusty road. I should be able to smoke weed constantly, 24-7, 365, with zero consequences to my life, productivity, friend or family dynamics, or employment status. I would have sex with weed if I could. Fucking weed. It's fucking cool to smoke weed, dudes. Oh, no. Very in character so far. And with that, Dale hits pause on his phone voice recorder. All right, that should be great tape for my future radio career. He pulls his truck off the road and over into the lot of a dilapidated base. After unloading a crate full of coconuts, he makes his way to the door, which creaks open as he knocks on it. Hello, uh, anybody here? I'm looking for a Hugh J. Ness. I got a big fucking crate of coconuts here for you or whatever. No? Okay, I'll just leave it here. Dale goes to sign off the paperwork, but gets a whiff of something familiar inside. Could it be weed? Uh, on second thought, just want to make sure you're uh, actually in there. <laughs> you know how in cartoons when a smell walks on two fingers and lifts someone up by the nostrils? Well, that's what's happening to Dale as he floats through the base, which is clearly in shambles. Because weed. What, you're, like, what kind of base? You know, like a... Just a base? Like a base. Like, yeah, very... You know, like a... I don't know, say like, like a... Like a, like an army base, like but a, it's like decommissioned or okay, something like that. Yeah, like, like stuff in the Presidio and... Yeah, yeah, like I got it. Yeah, yeah. He creaks open a set of doors to a dimly lit room where the weed smell is strongest. At the far end of the room is a small opening in the wall with weed littering the floor. I don't mind if I do, says Dale as he starts filling his pockets with floor weed. A steady stream of smoke is emitting from the back of the opening. Damn, what are y'all smoking back there, Kush? Dale gets out his lighter to look into the opening, but he can't see all the way down what looks to be a crude tunnel. He starts crouching and walking into the tunnel, which gets tighter and tighter to the point where he's crawling on his hands and knees. Dale looks back into the room he left to his crate of coconuts, which actually looks far away at this point. The smoke is getting thicker. <laughs> oh, it smells like dank. Suddenly, Dale is pulled by some unknown force into the depths of the tunnel. As the smoke clears, he appears to be in the green room backstage with Cypress Hill. Be Real is explaining the finer points of weed rap to Sendog. <laughs> I'm saying that we need to rap about weed, but we should also be violent about our shit, know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog, I get that, because gangster shit. Pass me that jar of weed. Be Real walks over to Dale and grabs him. Whoa, whoa man, what's going on? Dale has the visceral experience of being poured out of a jar onto a table. Oh, no way. Am I weed? How is this even possible? Fuck no. <laughs> this is a so sausage party. No. Okay. <laughs> Dale has apparently the enjoyable experience of actually being ground up and rolled into a blunt. I can't believe this is happening. I'm actually about to smoke with and be smoked by Cypress Hill. As the blunt is roasted, Dale experiences a high so high that he's really, really high. Like, totally stoned. But more stoned than that. Very fucking high. <laughs> I want this feeling to last forever! Suddenly, Dale wakes up in a dumpster outside of an In-N-Out burger. 
Trash-covered and disoriented, Dale elbows no less than four old ladies in the face, making his way to the front counter. Give me eight four-by-fours. So you want 128? Instead of responding, Dale throws a huge handful of cash, like way too much, right at the counterperson's face. Disrespectful. A Cadillac blazes down the dusty road with a very animated Dale Denton riding shotgun. It was amazing. I wasn't just high. I became weed. Right, right. And you were hanging out with Cypress Hill backstage. Sure. Says Jonathan J. Legg, (laughs) a.k.a. JJ, as played by John Leguizamo. Yay. As he drives the caddy. Listen, man, I've been meaning to talk to you about this whole weed thing. I think you might have a problem. JJ, stop being a wet blanket for a minute and listen to me. I was not smoking. Well, I mean, I was high, but this is different. I went into the tunnel and it was like I was weed experiencing itself getting high. Yeah, is that why you're covered in grease stains and smell like fucking animal style fries? Can you fucking stink all over my nice clean car? <laughs> Animal style fries are amazing. Very specific. Yeah. They're delicious fries. Just wait and see, JJ. Just wait and see. Take this next exit. Cut to a shot from inside the tunnel as JJ and Dale peer into it. JJ points his flashlight around the cave. THC crystals shining brilliantly from the walls like a cave, while trickles of resin cascade down to the floor of the tunnel and make a small stream like a cave. All right, dude. Uh, climb into that dark, wet hole. What, are you crazy? Nah, man. I'm bathophobic. Besides, it looks all fucking sticky in there. Dude, seriously, you need to try it. I did, and then look at me. I'm fine. As Dale gesticulates, a latent french fry flies off of his sleeve. Yeah, I think our definitions of fine are different. But, uh, if it'll move the plot along, I'll spare us any additional dialogue and just pretend that something humorous you said convinced me to go ahead and do it anyways against my better judgment. <coughs> Good old Johnny Legs. By the way, just to point out, animal style, for those not in uh, uh, the California area, that's a in and out um, Is it only a California thing? Is it not anywhere else? Uh, Maybe it's it's Las Vegas and Texas. Okay. Oh, really? Really not. I thought it was everywhere. No. no. It's a style of French fry you can get. Animal style. It's it's just grilled onions. And um, sauce. And and by the way, it makes the whole meal you're getting take a whole lot longer. And let's be honest, the In-N-Out fries... Are not very good French fries. I love animal style fries. I will not the animal have style you fries are disparage okay. animal style fries in my home. That's okay. They're okay. It's just it's not worth the wait because everything is gonna get cold by that point. It's just, like it does take like um, for whatever you know. It's grilled onions. I don't know. Just beside the point. Okay. Yeah. Let's- I, they're they're perfectly tasty, but if you get the regular fries. It's just not worth getting the fries. There's yeah, too many of them. Sure. They don't taste very good. But, but anyway, yeah, this is beside the point. Yeah, they're. Okay. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. I well, think hey, fine. teach their own. I don't. I don't so like animal whatever, style, you know, but I like the fries themselves, and that's an important distinction to make. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Fuck you, Peter. Talk what? about the they're things so that matter. Condescending. Fuck that shit. What? I just said meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> How condescending was that? <laughs> All right, moving on. Meow. Moving yeah. on past this. Very animated in and out discussion. <laughs> I guess I don't actually really care that much. No, that's why okay. people come for the fun banter, you know, the, yeah. our, our rapport. Yeah, yeah. we're doing a thing. It's right? just a bit we don't actually <laughs> feel this way. Yeah, 
All right, f I'm sorry. Cut all of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Future Scott, go. JJ climbs into the tunnel that gets progressively smokier. Oddly, though he appears to be breathing in smoke, he does not exhale any smoke at all. Not a little bit. How far do I have to go, man? Ah, it is fucking sticky. <laughs> Just go all the way. You know, the hole will suck you in completely at some point. <laughs> JJ takes one final glance back at Dale before getting vacuumed up into another reality. 45 minutes later, JJ emerges from within the dumpster behind the In-N-Out. Dale is waiting patiently beside the Cadillac. <laughs> that was incredible! It was like Weed and I were one and the same. And Cypress Hill was there? No, but Snoop Dogg was, and he smoked me. Awesome, dude. You know, something like this could be quite the profitable business venture. But first, says JJ, who shines up and kisses both his elbows, it's time for some fucking burgers. <laughs> a couple weeks later, Dale and JJ have decked out the old base like a cheap circus and are charging admission. Step right up, don't be scared. This way to the magic tunnel that allows you to become the embodiment of marijuana. Literally travel into the lungs of your favorite pop music weed artist. People always say weed is a gateway drug, but this is ridiculous. As the patrons make their way to the front of the line, JJ muscles them for cash. Okay, it's gonna be 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> 50 bucks? Come on, man. I can get like a whole eighth for that much. And then walk your ass down the block to Jiminy Fuckstick and get a bag of shake. Cause I got a whole line of people here ready to become weed right behind you. Okay, fine, here you go. The patron crawls into the hole and disappears. Dale walks over to JJ. Hey, man, uh, I, we should try to be nicer to the customers. You know, we're making good money here. Dale, we're fucking drug dealers, okay? We don't have to be nice to anybody. We have what they need. Yeah, I'm just saying, take it easy, okay? It's weed. Yeah, maybe to you it is. Okay, okay, next in line. Up walks a slick-dressed man with a shady disposition. Ugh. It's Dorian Tyrell, as played no! by Peter Green. Ah, <laughs> it's, it's no. This, <laughs> I like was like he's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just a full disclosure, audience. This came up via the uh, uh, PSR uh, uh, group text, and um, I had a feeling it'd find its way. Hey, The Mask is an yeah. amazing movie, and Fuck Dorian, yeah. Dorian oh, yeah. Tyrell, you know, Don't he needs his uh, play. Don't take my head nodding for a, 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 a disappointment. I love Dorian Tyrell. Yeah, like greasy, horrible villain. I'm not. He's like a horrible person. A John Travolta, villain, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's paid by Peter. Same guy. Yeah. So, gentlemen, uh, what's the deal with this tunnel? Dale rubs his neck. Seriously, dude. I mean, I've been explaining it over and over. Did you not hear me when you were in the line? You go into the tunnel for about 45 minutes and you get to be weed. Then you wake up outside in and out, which is totally convenient, but also kind of gross. Dorian crouches next to the tunnel entry. Eh, sounds like you boys have stumbled onto a metaphysical gold mine. I'm curious, you guys own this property? Uh, yeah, that is correct. We do. Says Dale in a comedic, serious way that somehow escapes Dorian, but it'd be pretty obvious to any real person that he's being facetious. <laughs> Dorian exhales smoke and burns the eyes out of a photograph with a cigarette for dramatic effect. Okay, well, uh, how would you boys like to get into real estate? Because I'm looking to buy your whole operation. 
Dude, why do you keep calling us boys? We're, like, fully grown men. It's not like I'm dating a high schooler or anything. Although... JJ cuts in sharply. Our business ain't for sale, bro. Now you want to pay 50 bucks and become high? Or what? Dorian chuckles darkly and peels off 50 bucks from his roll of money, handing it to JJ. But holding on to it for a moment. I like the cut of your jib. Maybe someday you can work for me. <laughs> All right, buddy, just get in the hole already. Dorian crawls into the tunnel. Midway down, he takes his knife and cuts into the floor. He then takes a baggie of white powder and rubs it into the incision. The tunnel walls shake a little bit. Uh, you know what? This is just a bit too sticky of a situation for me, boys. I'm gonna hold off. Dorian backs out of the tunnel. Yeah, fine, whatever, man, but no refunds. Well, maybe I'll be back. Dorian slinks away as the line of customers stare daggers at him. Okay, next up, let's go. Have your money out and ready to spend. Hey, uh, JJ, again, let's just be chill about this, okay? I mean, this is a really special thing here. Of course, I'm okay with making some money off of it for selfish reasons, but there's something truly priceless going on inside that tunnel. We're just sharing it with the world. I mean, it came to us for free. Maybe we should, I don't know, do like a free day or something. Dale, are you high? Yes! Oh, okay, that is not the point. We start giving it away for free. Once we start charging again, people are gonna be pissed. Well, maybe this isn't something that should be charged for at all. Being weed is fucking amazing. Everyone on Earth should be weed all the time. If all the asshole warhawks of the government spend half as much time getting everybody blazed as shit instead of waging violence against the entire web of life, I mean, just imagine how much better everything would be. Dale, buddy, I love you, but you're losing me here. I'm talking about capitalism, okay? Strictly materialistic shit. Dollars, cents, fucking money. Apparently my character does not comprehend the deeper significance of what you're saying. You know what? I'm, I'm fucking leaving, dude. I'm just gonna go home and get high or something because this is the end of the second act and we're having a falling out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. And take your fucking coconuts with you. I'll be here by myself with a ton of cash on my person because that's a good idea. <laughs> does anyone, okay, listeners at home, does anyone just want to fucking the mask remake of John Leguizamo? At this point, oh man, yeah, that'd be, that. kind of just want that. that. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I want John Leguizamo in most things. Yes, yeah. yeah, most yeah. things we get. Yeah, you know what? I will take my coconuts. And uh, oh, oh wow, I'm so fucking fired from that job. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> the contextual. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Dale and JJ part ways for a bit. Some sort of montage of JJ making a bunch of money, Dale smoking weed and feeling bad or something. <laughs> then Dale gets a voicemail from JJ. Hey, buddy. It's JJ. You know, the jet plane. Anyways, I want to let you know what's going on at the tunnel. God Fuck damn you, you Scott. Scott. <laughs> You! Damn you. I'm so <laughs> mad. Just drop that and just I'm keep moving so on. I'm so mad. double back on that. It came okay. to me in a flash. Okay, no, no. Contextual thing here. I've only ever seen JJ the jet plane at my dentist's office when I was a child. It and does what, have a very dental look to it. And they would just play it when they were drilling me. And Timmy so the like Tooth. Yes, uh, and also Timmy the Tooth. Have you tooth. ever seen Theodore Tugboat? No. Yeah. The inner workings of some harbor for kids. <laughs> fun, fun. Woo! 
Woo! Woo! boat problems, kids. So, long story short, goddamn you, Scott. Yeah. All right, let's move forward. <laughs> so, back to JJ's voicemail. Uh, anyways, I'm going to let you know what's going on at the tunnel. Things are getting weird, man. The tunnel is starting to look all sickly. The customers are getting just plain edgy. I really should not be running this entire operation by myself. Literally, no one says it was a good idea. Any chance I could get your help again? I just want to try and repair our partnership. Suddenly, there are gunshot sounds and half a minute of chaotic noise before the message ends. Dale tries calling JJ back, but he doesn't pick up. Come on, JJ. Pick up the phone, man. Dale steals some sort of vehicle and burns rubber all the way to the dilapidated base. He sees a line of twitchy, tweaker-looking piled up outside the door and down the block. What the fuck? He mutters as he makes his way into the parking lot, squeezing past an addict with an open source who growls at him. At the building's front entrance, a pair of bouncers are checking names off a list. As Dale tries to get past them, he is apprehended. Out walks Dorian Tyrell. Ah, Dale Denton. Just the man I was looking for. (laughs) What did you do to JJ, man? Where is he? Oh, you mean my new head of security? (laughs) Yeah, funny how quickly people sell out when they're motivated by material goods. Out walks JJ. Sorry, buddy, but this is the end of the line. Uh, very clearly the line keeps going into that building there. Yeah, that's not what I meant, though. Dorian has had enough. JJ, lose the deadbeat, okay? JJ and the other goons throw Dale back out into the street. And stay out! Dale is heartbroken. It will be difficult for him to trust drug dealers again. But he has a plan up his sleeve. He pulls out his phone. Hello, operator? Get me the number for every weed wrapper alive. Dorian sits inside his office counting his money or some shit. JJ knocks on the door. Hey, sir. Uh, There's a delivery for you here. Some kind of giant cake celebrating your birthday or something. Dorian is thrilled at the prospect of cake. More excited than he should be. It's a cake. Oh, you guys remember. That's so fucking sweet of you. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. I don't know your fucking birthday, dude. Says JJ. Wait a second. JJ takes a finger full of frosting to his mouth. Coconut. Son of a bitch. It's a trap! Suddenly the walls of the cake fall down, revealing a heavily armed gang of weed wrappers. Method Man or Red Man cocks back their gun and says, It's time to... (laughs) It's time to ice these fools. Like a cake. Then a volley of shots are exchanged. There was a firefight! A plus. A plus. During the confusion, Devin the Dude looks around hella hot, exhales some chronic, and then slinks away from the fight. Snoop Dogg puts a bullet into Dorian's shoulder, who yells... Fall back! Dorian backs through a doorway as he blasts bullets at everyone. Dale follows him and heads him off from behind. He pulls a pistol on the mob boss. That's far enough, Dorian. Dale, you've got more fight in you than I expected. You know, we're not so different, you and I. What? (laughs) What in the f*** are you talking about? Yes, we are. You're like a totally shitty grifter. I'm like a stoner dude. We are way, way different. (laughs) I guess you're right. Dorian is joined by JJ. Oh, good. JJ, shoot this fucking guy. JJ takes aims at Dale. Sorry, buddy. JJ, wait! JJ then swivels and shoots Dorian point blank. I always wanted to do that. 
make him think I was going to shoot you and then shoot him. It's classic. Anywho, the tunnel was getting unstable, so I rigged it to blow. So we really should be getting out of here. Dale and JJ start running out of the base, gathering as many rappers as they can on the way out. <laughs> the tunnel is now sucking in a horde of eager addicts who are stuffing themselves into it. The building begins to shake. A support beam falls on JJ and traps his leg. Dale attempts to free him. Dale, just go. I've been a shitty friend to you. You don't deserve to die because of me. I mean, you make a good point, but come on, man. I could probably get you loose, no problem. I said go! Dale runs from the building as fast as his weed lungs will allow. <laughs> JJ pulls out the remote for the explosives and readies himself to push the button. Put this one in the air, you piece of shit. JJ flips the switch. A giant explosion rips through the building, which simultaneously begins to implode into the vortex of the tunnel. Dale barely runs through the front doors when the explosion blasts him forward. The building is engulfed in a fireball and then neatly collapses into itself into an infinitely small point, leaving only bare earth below. Dale gets up and brushes himself off. A black car pulls up and two men in black suits approach him, as played by Raylo, aka Ray Liotta, and Bill Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman's character winces and nods with a sort of smirk going on. Here, pal, have a joint on us. Dale accepts. Yeah, sure, man, sounds great. As he lights up the joint, his eyes glaze over. Now you won't remember anything that happened here, will you? Remember what? Excellent. Well, I guess that concludes Operation Pineapple Dream. We got all the intel that we could want from this mission. Now I suppose it's best for you all to go back to your normal life. Isn't that right, Dale Denton? Yeah, man. Uh, you guys know where I could score some weed? Ray Liotta writes down a number on a piece of paper and hands it to him. This is my guy, Saul Silver. He'll take care of you. Cool, man. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, what now? Bill Pullman winces, nods slightly, and smirks. Anybody up for pancakes? The end. Woo! Hell yeah! <clears throat> I will say so often I feel like I know where things are going and I had no idea where the hell any of that was. Didn't they, was it going to be a metaphor? Was it going to be a thing? <laughs> it was like fucking being John Malkovich. Oh. Uh, 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 and, uh, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. John I, I, I can't pinpoint what that oh came out. Oh my god. But I had a great time. And oh. It was a lot of fun. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that well, there was there, No, there was definitely a connection. Okay. Yeah. Definitely oh man, I love that movie. God. Yeah, uh, great uh, movie. Uh, uh, Johnny Legs doing Fantastic movie. Great, great work as always, of course. Uh, yeah. He's a great character actor. Uh, uh, Dorian, uh, for those, you know, it, it, did, we, did we say it? We contextualize, He's yeah. the fucking yeah. villain from The Mask, yeah, so go, uh, yeah. he's a so get a me an image going. Uh, go Google that real yeah, quick. Yeah, he's a greasy yeah. And then watch yeah. The Mask, because it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty the good. The Mask is a great movie. Mm -hmm. You'll always be able to watch it. Um, boom, chicky, boom, boom, chicky, well, what, boom. What is it? What is a you know this sort of prequel you know run? Yeah, budget. Let's find what out. We're all wondering, uh, except for Desmond, who doesn't seem to care. What the fuck is that? Because last time, last time you were like, well, I don't care. Well, that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway, I just thought you would remember, but it's funny. Anyway, I didn't remember, and that's not funny. It's because of the weed. <laughs> Short term memory. No, it's okay. It's all good. The budget. For $20 million. I can't believe the only one who did that. Uh, I'm just going to predict ahead of time. Maybe I was, judging by your um, you we'll are. see. No, no, I definitely didn't. Okay. okay. I didn't do it either. Okay. Congratulations. Um, profit? Three question marks? 
Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's like official. <laughs> that's so shady. Critic score. Man sitting in chair smoking a bomb. <laughs> like the dude in the fucking yeah. yeah, the paper. <laughs> the book. Our paper. I don't know what the yeah. fuck well, your paper's like. Chronic- Chronicle's there. national. Yeah, the Chronicle's national. Probably, yeah. They probably all use that little I th- image. I think it's I pretty imagine famous. They would like when the guy's pissing his fucking pants, he loves the movie so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck! Right in the Sibian. Yeah. Audience. Uh, <laughs> always bringing that up. Uh. <laughs> Audience uh-huh. score: Man clapping out of seat, smoking a bomb. Ah. Also random. I like the part with the weed. I like weed movies because I like to smoke weed. Jerry from Indiana. I like the part with the explosions. I like explosion movies because I like to explode. Some creepy dudes. Wow, I don't think there were any women in that movie. Still enjoyable though. Some high lady. <laughs> Trivia. Valid point. <laughs> Valid point. Alternate titles considered were I Can't Believe It's Not Weed Butter and Being Weed Malkovich. So, yeah. yeah there yeah, you go. Yeah. Good job, yeah. guys. You Good did job. great work. Yeah. Good job. Wow. Now, I love well, being John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. So you've sullied the idea, you know, the chance of doing that. Not necessarily. We all yeah. have short-term memories because of the weed. We'll forget completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, allegedly. 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 But yeah, allegedly. Uh, but yeah, great job, Scott. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hate to be the person who follows up that prequel with a sequel. Except I am. Well, you there, are that there, person, no, no, no. Yeah. There's a movie between there. There's the the, the original Pineapple Express true. than yours. True. It's not like that's a good buffer. Yeah, it's true. Because it's yeah. also only just a really good movie. <laughs> That's a very reassuring Scott Hantrew. Man, <laughs> we all have we all we all we all have, we all believe in you, Peter. So, Peter, you got sequel for us today, correct? Um, yes, I do. All right. Um, title: Pineapple Express Two, and that is T O O. Pineapple mm. Express Two. Mm. Tagline: Roll up another one. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. One. That's pretty good. Yeah. Tagline two. Past the duchy on the left-hand side. Yeah. Tagline three. Yeah. An extended bong rip sound effect. Bong ripping intensifies. Yeah. But like written out on a mod of POI, so it's just a lot of like W's and O's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Directors. The Coen brothers. Oh. Oh, good. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, in this opening scene, you'll understand why. Okay, here we go. Hmm. San Luis Obispo, California, high noon. Hard-hitting drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, no relation and portrayed by Luis Guzman, stares down the empty desert highway. A fleet of ice cream trucks approaches from down the road. Pablo motions to his right-hand man Wiggles, Will Ferrell. Wiggles and nine goons armed to the teeth step into the center of the road. The ice cream trucks stop just ahead of them. Pablo steps ahead to the lead car and taps vigorously on the window. Excuse me, pal, but I'm, I'm kind of famished. You fellas got any nut butters? The driver hesitantly rolls down the window. Oh, sorry, I, th- I think we're fresh out. Oh, well, that's too bad. Um, how about some tuxedos? No, I, I, I don't think we have any of those either. Oh, shoot, well, that's, that's just my luck, ain't it? Okay, okay, you, you gotta have this. Um, how about some fudge stripes? The driver shakes his head. Um, sorry, sir. Uh, we ran out of foot stripes the last town over. <sighs> no harm, no foul. Thanks for stopping, fellas. Pablo takes a few steps away and then quickly turns around. Actually, you know, there's just something that kind of bugs me about this. 
Got any idea what that is? The driver just shrugs and shakes his head. None of them are ice cream. Pablo raises a desert eagle to the head of the driver. Now get you and your nut butters out of this damn truck. Wiggles and the other strongmen approach the doors of the trucks. The drivers exit with no resistance. One driver tries to make a run for it. Wiggles motions to a lackey who tosses him a gold-plated sniper rifle. He dispatches the runaway with a single bolt straight through the eye. Now I don't want no one else getting clever here, capiche? With the drivers subdued, the lackeys break into the ice cream trucks. They quickly find what they're looking for. Pounds and pounds of marijuana. Someone hands Pablo a bag. You know, guys, I admire the creativity, but you aren't fooling anybody rolling up in ice cream trucks. Pablo grabs a fistful of pot and takes a deep whiff. Hot damn! Don't know where you guys got this, but I ain't smelled Pineapple Express in almost ten years. <laughs> All right, boys, load up the cars. What do you want us to do with the drivers? Says Wiggles. Take out. Wiggles and a few lackeys execute the driver. The rest load up a line of cars with their plundered bounty. At the front of the line sits a parked yellow Daewoo. A familiar face is at the wheel. He grabs his cell phone and makes a call. Dale Denton, this is Red. How would you like to score big? Title card, Pineapple Express 2. Woo! They're back, baby! (laughs) (laughs) It's been ten long years since the events of the first film. Surprisingly, no criminal charges were filed for the ensuing bloodbath. Partially because the police department was embarrassed by their own officer's involvement, but mostly because it was Jerry's turn to file the paperwork, and, well, if it's past 2 p.m., Jerry ain't filing nothing. (laughs) Dale Denton, now a failed podcaster, spends his days working and living in his Uncle Cyrus's frozen yogurt stand. Man. Dale, you, addressed, you addressed everything I would want addressed. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Thank oh, you. good. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Um, let's see. Uh, Dale is nothing but contempt for the craft of yogurt preparation, but his manager, Sal, as portrayed by a digitally aged Jonah Hill, admires the young Denton's natural skill. You know, Dale, I don't say this about everyone who steps into the yogurt hutch, but let me tell you, I've never seen anyone sprinkle Oreo bits onto a yogurt cup quite like you. If you keep at it in 20, 30 years, you'll have my job. This depresses Dale to no end. He spends the evening doing swigs off an old bottle of Canadian mist and, ah! watching, and watching a VHS copy of Tango and Cash. Oh. Oh. Hold on a second. For, for anybody who doesn't know out there, Canadian mist is absolute trash. Garbage whiskey. No one should drink it. Don't do it. Stay away from it. From it. This is your PSA from PSR. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from Canadian Mist. You can put that on a fucking bumper sticker. Now, now, future Scott, edit that into the op- open the podcast with that PSA. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But um, if you do find yourself in a situation where you have to drink Canadian Mist, and you don't have to, you can always say no. But if it's the only thing to drink. Diet Pepsi is the only thing that cuts it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, go ahead, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> um, Kenny missed watching a VHS copy of Tango and Cash. Uh, the next morning, while enjoying a breakfast of gently defrosted Totino's pizza rolls, Dale spies a familiar face in a newspaper left by a local transient. It's none other than hapless local drug dealer, Saul. Hey, Sal, I'm, I'm going to take a break. Okay, buddy, but when you're back here, I'm going to need you to break up that pallet of peanut brittle out back. <laughs> Dale pulls out his mostly shattered flip phone and dials up Saul. Dale! What is up? Uh, nothing much, Saul. 
I just saw you on the front page of the paper. What the hell did you do? Oh man, so that's what the photographer was for. I thought it was just for fun. You thought a photographer with like lights and flashbulbs and shit was just there for fun? I mean, you don't have to stop having fun just because you're a professional. I, I, I guess that's true. Look, that's besides the point. What are you doing in the paper? Saul explains that one day back in 2010, he got really stoned and just started buying a bunch of random stuff on the internet. One of those things happened to be 10,000 bitcoins, which were currently valued at a fraction of a cent. He'd completely forgotten about the whole thing until he saw an Onion article about a year ago about bitcoin. Turns out, Saul's a multimillionaire now. <laughs> the article in the paper was about the groundbreaking of Saul's nonprofit children's hospital dubbed Our Lady of Bubby Memorial Children's Hospital. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had no idea Bubby died. Nah, Bubby's still alive. We played Canasta yesterday. I, I just want to head to my bets, you know. That's kind of fucked up, man. <laughs> so is death, Dale. So is death. Hey, Dale, I'm going to need you to get on that peanut brittle ASAP. Oh, all right, dude, my boss is yelling for me. I got to go. Uh, no, no problem, Dale. Hey, let's go on a cruise or something. Like, like to the Bahamas? Nah, man, like one of those old people cruises. Why would you want to do that? We'd rule like kings. Uh, Alright man, I gotta go. Dale slips the phone into his pocket feeling even worse about his station in life. He's bought so much dumb stuff on the internet while stoned, but none of it ever made him rich. What did those pound puppies he bought on eBay ever give him aside from a nasty silverfish infestation? Dale puts these thoughts to the side to focus on breaking up some rather stale peanut brittle with the blunt end of a spatula. Suddenly, his phone starts buzzing again. Saul, I told you I'm at work, I can't. Dale Denton, this is Red. Red? Holy shit! I haven't heard from you in years! Where the hell are you? How would you like to score big? Meanwhile, Pablo Escobar and Wiggles are enjoying several bowls of Pineapple Express. Man, I don't know if this shit's just good or if it's even better just because we had to take so many lives to get it, but this shit is good! It all tastes the same to me, Pablo. Man, for a guy named Wiggles, you sure are boring. It's that type of apathy that allows me to execute a fleeing ice cream man from 40 yards out. Fair enough. A nearby rotary phone rings and Pablo gets up to answer it. Hey, Newton, my old friend, what's up? Yeah, yeah, we're dropping the pineapples off at the docks as planned. You transferred the money? Ah, it's my boy. All right, I'll talk to you later. Love to your family. Pablo hangs up the phone. Man, whoever said crime doesn't pay really, like, took the definition of pay pretty literally. If you consider the physical and emotional toll, then maybe it doesn't. Wiggles, you're an asshole. We cut to a dingy taqueria somewhere deep in the valley. Dale and Red split a plate of Dulce taquitos. Those are regular taquitos covered in Dulce de Leche sauce. So this guy, Escobar, he's running pot all throughout the state, hijacking any of the shipments of the primo stuff going to the dispensaries to keep his business afloat. And you'll never guess what he just got a hold of. I mean, there are a billion strains of pot out there. You should probably just tell me. Uh, Dale, that's why you're no fun. I, I can guess if you really want me to. No, you've, you've already ruined the fun of it. N now I'm just upset. Nah, I'm sorry, dude. You're not... But that's okay, I, I forgive you anyway. It was Pineapple Express! The first that's been in the state in 10 years! Oh man, that's awesome, where can I buy some? Nah, Dale, we're not gonna buy it. We're going to steal it. 
I don't know, man. Didn't we get stuff messed up bad enough the last time with Pineapple Express? Look, I'm not saying it went smoothly. Sure, I had to spend 10 months in the hospital, and you had to have a new ear made from your good butt cheek. But think of the memories. And this time I have a totally foolproof plan. This is our chance to make an assload of cash and score some Pineapple Express, too. Mm. <laughs> I, had the, I had the Tischler line <laughs> in Pineapple Express. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We, we have to have... <laughs> no, you actually made sense of that. <laughs> T-O-O. You, you have to talk about these things, even though they make you uncomfortable. You have to push through it, because that's what being an adult is all about. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, Scott. Um, <laughs> Alright. I do like the sound of that. Dale looks at his Yogurt Hutch name tag in disgust. Okay, screw it. I'm in. What do we have to do? It won't be easy. Would help if we had someone with big money. Red... You read the newspaper lately? Cut to Saul's exact apartment from the first Pineapple Express. Nothing has changed. There's still vomit in his printer. Ah, uh, you didn't clean that? I mean... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. It's so dry and like a not uh, smelly at that point. At that you point, could at least take a handful of newspapers and swirl it about as if you were cleaning it. <laughs> uh, the trio smokes copious amounts of pot and doesn't accomplish much else. Millionaire, why are you still slumming it up here? Look, man, like, I like it here. I got it smelling like the weeds I like, and it's rent controlled. Besides, I'd have to contact all my customers and let them know I moved, which is kind of a bitch in itself, because, like, how am I gonna know which burner they're using that day? I think what Dale's getting at is that you won't really need any more customers. You're already rich. Okay, but, but, what will I do for work? Dale and Red just kind of look at each other. Look, this is all beside the point. Red, tell Saul what the plan is. All right, here's the deal. Pablo's guys are moving the Pineapple Express into shipping containers down by the docks tomorrow night. Pablo and his goons control all the businesses around the docks, so he usually doesn't carry a lot of security on these transactions. Saul, you and your money are going to be our way in. You're going to give the guards at the gate a few Benjamins and tell them you want to see a box of pineapples. A box of pineapples? It's code, Saul. It means that you want to rummage around the unclaimed shipping containers. The code is very specific, so don't mess it up. Pineapples, man, I got you. While the guards are distracted, Dale and I will sneak in with four AK-47s we bought at a gun show with cash. It's pretty fucked up that we can just do that. It's super fucked up. Anyway, that'll give Dale and I a clear route to the trucks with the weed. I see how much they grabbed, and these things should be crammed to the brim with Pineapple Express. While Dale covers me, I'm going to use my secret ninja training to sneak into one of the trucks and fill our duffel bags with the stuff. They have so much of it, they won't even notice. Now all we have to do is sneak out with the stuff. Wait, wait, Red, what do I do? You're going to take your sweet time rummaging through the abandoned shipping containers. Smoke a crap ton of weed beforehand just to be sure you're really... Really take your time. Can do! Wait, so why are we bringing the AKs? In case something goes wrong, Dale. Did I tell you these dudes executed a dozen ice cream men? Crap, I work at a yogurt shop. That makes us, like, cousins. Oh, that reminds me. Dale gets up and dials a number on his cell phone. Dale, where you been? We're at the post-gym rush from the afternoon Zumba class. I need you here as soon as you can. Sal... I'm not coming into work anymore. What? What? Was it was it something I said? Nah, Sal, it's just that I don't care about yogurt like you do. 
but Dale, you have so much potential. I wasn't joking when I said you could have my job someday. Well, maybe I don't want your job, Sal. Maybe I want to go my own way. Is, is there anything I can do? Nah, Sal. I'm afraid this is goodbye. Sal starts sobbing grossly. <laughs> well, except for when I come by to grab my stuff and, and to, like, get my last check. But y you know what I mean. Sal sobs even more. Dale hangs up the phone. Cut to a montage of the guys touting guns and driving out around L.A. set to Cypress Hill or some other vaguely 90s stoner hip-hop music. Also, the guys eat a lot of fast food because, you know, stoners. You know. Yeah. I'm glad that he learned his uh, lesson about, you know, calling the job and not just, you know, failing to show up. You yeah. Know, from exactly. my movie to yours. Yeah. You know? yeah. There was going to be a line about him getting fire fired, but I just thought that'd be obvious. Like, because like you said, he didn't show up for days. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm surprised that Jonah Hill was willing to take him back. I guess the, the standards for a yogurt truck are pretty low. So. I mean, he's just got he's got so much potential, Scott. Okay. Yeah, it's true. He's, no one sprinkles those oh, Oreos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and peanut brittle. I just want to say, who the fuck is putting peanut brittle on the ice cream? When's the uh, yogurt? And when's the last time you've been to a frozen yogurt stand? They have ridiculous toppings. Like I, it, I haven't. Yeah. I don't. It's not something I would do. But I will say, peanut brittle is very chewy and sticky. I mean, you want to pull a molar out by the root, you eat some peanut brittle, yeah. and it will literally remove your teeth from the gum. That's why it's best that old people eat them? I don't, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah. Alright, mm, moving on. It's finally the night of the big heist. The guys are seated in Red's day woo with Saul in the back, smoking up a storm. Alright, Saul, are you stoned enough? Brother, I'm bolder! Okay, that makes no sense. I think he's good. Saul stumbles out of the car and makes his way to the gate. He slowly hums the Lime and the Coconut song under his breath and starts skipping away. The two guards stop him in his tracks. Hey, what the hell are you doing here? Saul casually removes $900 from his pockets and waves it in front of the guards. My good man, I would like to see a boxer. Saul stumbles at the thought. He knows it's on the tip of his tongue, but he can't quite get there. A box of, um, a box of peaches? Yeah, man, a box of peaches. All right, follow me. The guard takes the cash and Saul follows him. The other guard remains at his post. God damn it, Red, the other guard didn't move. Look, look, maybe he's just taking his time. Maybe he's real slow-like. The guard starts picking his nose, but otherwise doesn't move. Oh my God, we're so dumb. Why would we think both guards would go with Saul? Okay, look, it's not so bad. It's just one of them, and we have some dope AK-47s. So that's gotta count for something. <sighs> okay, but you're taking the lead on this one. The two make their way to the guard. Hey, what do you two want? Red stands perfectly still and doesn't say a word. Suddenly, he pulls out his AK-47 and points it straight at the guard's head. Really, Red? That was your first move? Look, Dale, I got this, okay? Now just get out of the way and nothing's gonna happen. The guard immediately swings his gun and clocks Red in the face, and then aims his gun straight at Dale. Okay, 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 I'm dropping my gun. See, look. Get your friend up and head that way. Dale does so. Cut to... Saul is led to a shipping container by the guard. Alright, this is the spot. Go on in. The guard swings the door open. Saul's eyes go wide. His heart is filled with joy. He can hardly believe his luck. He jumps into the container's contents, Scrooge McDuck style. Oh my god! 
Slap Chops, the Bacon Wave, ShamWow, the Wonder Wallet. You're only supposed to be able to buy these as seen on TV, but they're here! Saul's completely forgotten why he's here and what he's doing, but just out of sheer joy for the sort of functional future landfill waste around him. He swims about it for several minutes. Cut to Dale and Red are seated with their hands zip tied behind their backs and hoods over their head. They're quickly yanked up. Oh, Red, why am I not surprised? Pablo scoffs. You're always a meddling son of a gun, you know? It's funny. When I met you, I half expected to kill you. Now look where we are! Wiggles is beside Pablo with a double barrel shotgun fixed clearly at Red's head. What did you think? You just walk in here and make off with our latest score? Please! We're freaking armed and dangerous, bro! You think we'd protect a million dollar sale with two dudes? Man, I almost don't want to see your dumb brain spread on the pavement here. Well, almost. Wiggle presses the barrel against Red's temple. This looks like this is the end. <laughs> Suddenly, the air is filled. No, go ahead. This, this is the end. Actually, had a, a uh, uh, them spoof their proposed idea for a pineapple express. It did. Yeah, trailer. Did. Yeah, we're, yeah. So, I don't know. It's funny to me. No, that was that was thought about. <clears throat> that they will never do. No, apparently not. <laughs> we'll see. They could do it in like twenty years, like clerks too. I'd rather see Peters. I'd much, I'm really like, uh, yeah. if I'm quiet, I'm definitely just like, this is pretty on brand for a <laughs> Express sequel. Like, yeah. Louis Guzman is no, the uh, fucking villain. Is uh, like, yeah, that's, that's rich. Suddenly, the air is filled with a noxious white powder that gets stains out of almost anything. Oh, no. Wiggles, Pablo, and the rest all cover their eyes and claw away at the air. A large cylindrical object clocks Wiggles in the face, while an oddly colored pan hits Pablo in the chest. Dale looks down at the object that struck Wiggles. Is that a fucking shake weight? Saul emerges from the white haze, armed to the teeth with as-seen-on-TV products. He sticks a slap chop on Wiggles' throat. Chop this, buddy! He presses down and severs all his vital arteries. He cuts Dale and Red's zip ties and tosses them both a perfect pan. It cooks an egg perfect every time. Let's rock, boys! The friends start assaulting the blinded drug dealers with ceramic-certified never-stick pants, caving in various facial cavities and causing some real bad damage. You the man, Saul. No, you the man, Red. Suddenly, Red is hit with several bullets to the chest. Y'all are the dumbest people I've ever met. I have a gun. Y'all just have a bunch of garbage some dumbass never remembered to pick up. Drop your pants. Drop your pants. Dale and Saul do so. Y'all are gonna get killed real good, nice and slow, like Pablo Escobar style. Oh no, I've seen narcos. No man, I'm Pablo Escobar. Are you guys? No, we're not related. It is not an uncommon name. You racist ass crackers. I mean, you're saying we're racist, but you're saying crackers? Shut the hell up. It's clearly not the same thing. He cocks his Desert Eagle and points it at Saul. Suddenly. Pablo is lit up by machine gun fire. A Rambo-esque scream echoes throughout the docks. Dale and Saul turn to the source. It's Sal! Sal continues unloading bullets into Pablo and screaming hysterically while his body has turned into blood-colored pudding. Hey, uh, Sal, I, I think he's dead. Yeah, you're probably right. Saul drops the automatic weapon at his feet. Hey, man, not that I'm not grateful you saved us and all, but how did you find us? You butt-dialed me six hours ago. When I saw your plane going to hell, I stopped by a gun show and drove on down. 
Man, the laws in this country are really messed up. Yeah, man, I got that for $65. Suddenly, Red pops off as if nothing just happened. We good now? Are we not dying? Yeah, Red, we're good. The gang hops in one of the trucks full of the Pineapple Express and drives away. You know, Sal, I think the yogurt business might not be that bad after all. Nah, man. F*** yogurt. The end. Nice. Yay! You did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, like I said, not too long before you finished up. Uh, Luis <laughs> Guzman, uh, yeah. uh, back with... That guy's like immortal. Yeah. That yeah, dude's man. been around forever. Yeah. I, I should say, 90s. yeah, like, this isn't the only time in, in prequel, sequel, remake uh, history that Luis Guzman has been in the desert with a bunch of trucks. Yeah, yeah. this is true. <laughs> but, but that's great. I think, you know, he, he that's where he should be, you know, in, in acting world, you know. Yeah. I just thought it, since the first one was like an action movie, I'd do like a heist movie with it. No, yeah, perfect. absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. And all the as seen on TV stuff. I mean, like just how do you swim amongst like a bunch of slap chops? It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's perfect. Just it's trying- not liquid. <laughs> yeah. They are made of plastic and some metal. Yeah, you know, I mean, th- you know anything about that guy, the slap shop guy? What? Vince Offer? Oh god, he knows his name. Yeah, I do know no, his well, name. That's the place Actually, his real name. You want to go deeper? Yeah, Vince yeah. Offer sure, is, sure. is is his pitchman name. His uh, his given name is Vince Shlomi. Mm. Yeah, this is not bullshit either. Yeah, okay. I mean, I uh, and he, uh, he 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 beat up a prostitute uh, oh, who was biting I on his lip a bit that. too hard yeah, and uh, about that. Uh, yeah they scrubbed him from the uh, the infomercial um, uh, apparently that was too scummy for the infomercial world. <laughs> right right yeah, right Hmm. hmm. Makes you think that it was only because it got publicity that they're like, okay, we can't have this. Yeah, he he directed a bunch of trash movies too. Um, Interesting. He's a piece of shit and he fucking sucks. Yeah, he made yeah. movie forty three, which is like one of the worst movies ever. Made. Did he no, make a movie? 43? No, no, he made inappropriate comedy. It's like a movie like that. Yeah, it's a movie I know like what you're talking about. Thir- it's like I want to say it's like the. the Underground comedy road show or some shit like oh, that. God. Oh God, something man. like that. Uh, well, let's stop talking about that. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Vince from Slack Shop. Yeah. yeah. Fucking back to congratulating Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 that's awesome. I could definitely see that as like a really good follow up to uh, to the original movie, and uh, and it even fits with like you know casting a bunch of you know. Well-known comedic actors, you know, yeah, yeah, like, people who like in, in roles that like really suit them you to know? add yeah. the uh, to, to add to the ensembleness of the uh, the original. Uh, yeah, um, Peter once again gets the on-topic award. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right, but um, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Of yeah, this. Well, um, it was with the money. All right, so uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomato score, critics eighty-five percent. Write a fun, friendship, and delightful as seen on TV products. James Shapiro, as seen on TV.biz. Audience, 95%. I love the idea for those taquitos with the dulce de leche sauce. Middle America, USA. Dave's not here, man. Tommy Chong, USA. Budget, $85 million. Expected gross profit, $450 million, which I now realize I could have done $420 million, but I. You could have just changed it just now, and I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I'm not looking at the same thing you're looking at. Yeah, but I'm being genuine. That's good. Yeah, I uh, do appreciate the honesty. Yeah, and not the, uh, the deceit. Know, deceit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are a deceit-free podcast. I want to say that loud We're and fine for the art. record. You know, We're fine, fine art, art, 
deceit-free. There's um, nothing deceptive about this when it's uh, fine art. You get you know, what you see yeah. or hear in this case, which is fine-tuned to your ear. Or whatever sort of like bullshit art metaphor you can extrapolate from it. You get that, too. You know, because that, that's how yes. that's fine art. That's what we're about here. Uh, next yeah. stop, the Louvre. Yeah, speaking of fine art, actual gross profit... $300 million. The overseas audience did not get any of the as-seen-on-TV references. Trivia. Will Ferrell drew the inspiration for Wiggles from famed French impressionist Henri Matisse. When asked to elaborate, Ferrell declined. Uh, the film was sponsored by several frozen yogurt stands who started carrying a cannabis flavor. Sales were abysmal. And that's it. That's it for my yeah. sequel. Good job. Good job. All right, well, we have the prequel. We have the sequel. It's now time for what's got The remake, just like the name of our podcast, which is available on many platforms, but especially... Riceroni's new uh, Podcast Plus. Yeah. Yeah. But listen to us on Riceroni Podcast Plus, and you can actually get 25% off coupon if, inside the box when you buy it. I mean, and it's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all right. Rice. Aroni. When you save that twenty-five cents, I mean, you yeah. can literally find a quarter almost anywhere. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's savory rice. Is it tomatoey? Is it buttery? It's not either. It's rice aroni. The fucking San Francisco treat. Yeah, which is like, come on, it's sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> For, let's be real, it's sourdough bread. Do you remember and that part? If you're gonna eat bread, <clears throat> do you remember that? You part? should probably be eating sourdough. Yeah, it's delicious. You know what I mean? Like, remake. anyway, remake. Um, remake. so. I remade it. Uh, title, The Pineapple Express. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love the article manipulation for remix. <laughs> tagline, legalize it. <laughs> Alternate tagline, legalized? Depending on when this is made. That's true. Sure. Well, Director. Dep depending on your state. Yeah. Yeah, depending on your state. Absolutely. Yeah. Director. State of mind, because I'm high, bro. Stoned, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, director Jorma Tacone, uh, Lonely Island guy. Um, oh, um, which one? Uh, the one who directs. Uh, oh. He directed Hot Rod and I think MacGruber. Well, MacGruber. Which are both funny ass movies. MacGruber is amazing. You ever seen Hot Rod? No. It's good. It looked real bad. No. Oh, it's really not bad. Oh, okay. It's really funny. Well, we'll give it a chance because MacGruber was great. MacGruber is great. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> synopsis. 32-year-old underachiever Dale Denton, Eric Andre, works love as a delivery man for Amazon Prime Pantry. I already love it. Or an, or an approximation of such, uh, endorsement pending. He spent his days getting stoned while delivering people their toilet paper or scotch tape that they just somehow totally neglected to remember while at the store earlier. Wishing for a more fulfilling life, he channels his creative energy into a podcast, The Delivery Daily. His name is Dale, and it's a daily podcast, whatever. Wait, D Desmond, do you know how close I was to giving Dale Denton a pod the podcast that was going to be nailed, named The Daily Dale? That's awesome. You know how That's close awesome. I was? Uh, I was like, no, he's a failure. There's more connections to you guys' things, too, later. Oh, I love uh, when that happens. Right, I, love yeah. when, I love when that happens. Sympatico. Yeah, f yeah. It's like uh, we're like really close friends and have like, similar uh, sense yeah, of humor. Enjoy our it's like, I'm classical music. Aziz! You're jazz. Aziz, light! <laughs> oh, God, my throat's going to be so, so destroyed. That's, like, so good to me, though. Uh, wishing for a more fulfilling life, he channels his creative energy into a podcast, The Delivery Daily, which chronicles the extremely uninteresting everyday life of a delivery driver. 
Regardless of his career achievements, Dale has a lovely girlfriend, Carol, a local cop played by Tessa Thompson. After meeting on a dating app, her profession initially intimidated him, but she turned out to be an extremely fun, level-headed person. During his daily rounds, he goes to visit her at the police station on her lunch break. The two share a burger as Carol explains to Dale that she'll be out of town for a police convention that weekend. The two embrace and Dale leaves. Realizing he is out of weed, Dale calls his pot dealer, Saul, played by Donald Glover, for a re-up. Dale arrives at Saul's apartment, where Saul plays Crazy Taxi on a Sega Dreamcast. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Saul's apartment is littered with Happy Meal toys and Gatorade bottles. <laughs> hey, what up, Dale? Sit down, man, sit down. Hey, uh, yeah, dude, actually, I, I got a jet. Uh, <laughs> was just looking to get a quick eighth. You ever play this game? What, uh, Crazy Taxi? Uh, yeah, man, at the pizza joint, like as a kid. Think I might have downloaded it on my Xbox a few years ago? No, fuck that, man! Excuse me? They took out all the fucking offspring of the digital one. Can you believe that? Licensing bullshit. It's like, why even sell it? Uh, yeah, I guess I never thought about it. I want my crazy taxi with all the ya 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 yas. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind next time I'm itching to play Crazy Taxi. Thanks. After another ten minutes of mindless, self-indulgent improv comedy, the two pull, <laughs> the two pull the conversation out of the gutter and back tra- back on track. Saul offers Dale an exclusive sample of a new strain of weed called Pineapple Express, a strong new blend said to be named after a famous ride at the nearby theme park, Crispy Land. Resupplied, Dale leaves an increasingly needy Saul. Dale arrives at the house of his final delivery for the night. He admires the huge mansion as he finishes off a joint. Suddenly, Carol arrives in her squad car and parks. Not noticing Dale, she walks up to the mansion. Dale immediately suspects his girlfriend of having an affair. After several minutes, a commotion erupts in the home. Dale watches through the front window of the mansion as Carol beats up a man in a suit, cameo by John Leguizamo. Nice. As the man falls to the floor, Carol pulls out her gun and shoots him three times. Horrified of what's transpired before his eyes, Dale drops the package and drives away, bumping several cars and setting off their alarms. The owner of the mansion, Ted Jones, played by Keith David, comes out and picks up the newly delivered package. He opens it up. It's nothing but a package of triple A's. He looks satisfied. Keith David, they live. They live. uh, uh, The the thing. thing. Hey, I'm a first direct. Oh! (laughs) I was shocked you didn't know it was. Yeah. Don't don't ever be shocked about that. Those are two of your favorite movies, though. I know tons of... I know, and that's terrible. (laughs) But I know tons of, like, actors by... Just who they are and what they look, and not by name. Yeah, you let, me, let I mean? me just say, I am terrible, terrible with actor names, which is I'm the hardest. Actually, the hardest part about doing this podcast for me, because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll cast that one person, and then I have to literally look up, like, okay, well, what was the thing, and who are they? Was a, that's their name? Okay, well, I was just gonna call them by whatever their you know character name was, because that's what I know that yeah, is. Keep David. Anyway. Awesome actor. He's great. Great. Hilarious. Keep going. Okay. Dale arrives back at Saul's and storms through the front door. Oh, hey, man. I just put a nacho platter in the oven. Way too much for one. My fucking cop girlfriend just killed somebody. A cop killed somebody? I mean, what else is new? My cop girlfriend just shot a man. What the fuck, man? Your cop is a girlfriend? (laughs) 
I actually like it now. That's probably better. Yeah. Uh, well, for, for the sake of everything. What the fuck, man? Your girlfriend is a cop? Did, did she fucking follow you here? No. No. But I delivered a package. They can find out I was there. No way, man. Amazon isn't just gonna disclose the information of one of their delivery peoples. Just sit back and relax. Wanna smoke a cross joint? It's a total bitch to roll and hell of extra, but you know, weed movie. We cut immediately to a scene at some sort of Amazon dispatch center where Officer Carol and Ted have the manager, presumably Dale's boss, tied up. Tell us who delivered the package. Well, my friend here is gonna have to f you up. I'm sorry, sir. I can't disclose personal information on. Carol shoots him in the gut without looking. Look, asshole. I'm having one hell of a night. Next one goes right to the jugular. Who delivered the package? The manager screams in agony and gestures towards a clipboard with a manifest displaying the delivery people. Carol scans the list. She comes to Dale's name and freezes. Dale Denton, eh? Says Ted. What's the matter? You know him? Carol's eye twitches. I'm fucking dating him. Well, damn. I mean, you realize you're going to have to kill him now, right? Carol walks into an adjacent room, shuts the door, and screams. She thrashes the door, knocking over a desk and ruining various pieces of art. She then walks out of the room, seemingly more composed, and shoots Dale's boss in the head. She turns to respond to Ted finally. Shouldn't be a problem. We then cut back to Saul's apartment, where Saul and Dale watch old tapes of 100 Good Deeds for Eddie McDowd while getting high. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. Better get started on them good deeds. Better get started on them good deeds. <laughs> might, might I say, these are great Eric Andre and Donald Glover impressions. Jesus, thank you. Yeah, your Eric Andre is, like, very I mean, yeah, man. Uh, uh, I'm take a Xanax. Just call myself down. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they treat me like a dog. They're watching Eddie McDee. I'm talking guy. Eddie McDee. Hunter McDee. Hunter McDowns for Eddie McDee. Uh, uh, Saul looks on stone. So do you think, like, Eddie ever f***ed another dog while he was in dog form? <laughs> Dale's phone then rings. We see Carol's caller ID, and his nose begins to bleed out of stress. He decides to pick it up. Both ends are silent for a moment, until Carol speaks. Hey, babe. What are you up to? Uh, make, making orange juice. <laughs> okay, well, well, look, the convention was canceled last minute. I'm on my way back in town, and maybe I could pick you up, and we could go back to my place. We've got a whole season of Sherlock we didn't know existed. <laughs> hey, what's she saying, man? Shut the fuck up. Dale? Dale, who's that? Where are you? Dale then hangs up the phone violently. That's it! That's fucking it, man! She's coming to kill me! Do you really think your girlfriend would just, like, kill you, man? I think a crooked fucking cop would! Now you're going to die. Dale then deduces that the two vacate Saul's apartment, under the assumption that Carol can track Dale's phone. After ditching the phone, sa d um, Sale and Doll... <laughs> Sail and, Sail and doll. Sail spend the doll. night <laughs> spend the night in Dale's car under an overpass, hotboxing, and bonding over Saul's newfound love of Dale's podcast. Got that buddy buddy love in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the morning, Saul takes Dale to his supplier Red's home in hopes of seeking some sort of backup or information. Dale notices a crudely dug moat around the perimeter of the house. Saul knocks. A voice is heard. What is the color 
Saul ponders for a second, searching his mind for the answer. Uh, shit. Sanguine. The door then unlatches. Saul is pleased with himself. The door opens on Red, played by Jillian Bell. Red sports shitty cornrows and wears a cut-off sleeve big dog shirt. <laughs> the place is littered with weapons of all kinds, as well as a free-roaming python. Uh, so you just, like, let that thing roam around? Uh, just roll around. You'll be all right. Duh, I'm a fucking drug dealer. Girl's gotta protect herself. The two then explain the situation to Red, who offers to let them crash at her place while everything blows over. They accept, with Dale still suspect of Red's true intention. Hey, say, can one of you guys do me a favor? Says Red. Can you change the light bulb in the living room for me? You guys are taller than me, and... Yeah, no problem, girl, says Saul. Saul makes his way to change the light. Dale grows more suspect. You know, you're not that much shorter than us. Like, at all. Well, sometimes it's just nice to do favors for other people, Dale. Yeah, Dale. Dale watches as Saul begins to change the light bulb. Saul fumbles and drops the bulb. As he ducks down to grab the shards, a sniper shot then explodes through the living room window. We cut to Carol on a building across the street, rifle in hand. Ted and Carol had gotten to Red before them. Dale then tackles Red, and a fight ensues. Carol fires a few more rounds and misses Red and Dale in, in their tussle. Red easily overpowers Dale, but is shot accidentally by Carol in the commotion, buying time for Dale and Saul to escape. As they exit Streetside, they run face-to-face with Carol. Dale looks on in horror, frozen. Carol then dispatches her rifle, pulls out her sidearms, and begins shooting at the two. They narrowly dodge being shot and scramble off into Dale's car. They drive away with Carol in pursuit. Holy shit, fam, that's your girlfriend? She's scarier than the fucking Terminator. Yeah, I, I'm also now just finding all of this out. Yeah, and just to be clear, I met the fucking Liquid Terminator. The distinction needs to be made. Yeah, she's a, she's a cop, I assume, assume that. A high-budget chase ensues. Let's say... Freeway. A la Matrix Reloaded. Several other squad cars get involved. Dale and Saul, despite no formal stunt driving experience, manage to outmaneuver them all, culminating in a huge crash. Dale and Saul, of course, get away. The crazy events create tension between Dale and Saul. Yada, yada, yada. Saul blaming Dale for getting him involved over his head. Blah, blah, blah. Typical buddy movie. They go their own separate ways. (laughs) Shit. Saul goes home, but is intercepted by a wounded, but alive, Carol who takes him captive in hopes of luring out Dale, the only witness to her murder of the rival drug lord from earlier. Dale returns to Red's house to find Red essentially in the same condition they left her in, bleeding out on the floor. Her pet python lays straight next to her. Hey, uh, uh, are you awake? You know the snake is just sizing you up, right? To eat you? Red apologizes for selling them out, and Dale enlists her help. Red then gets up, as if unfazed by her gaping bullet wound, and arms herself and Dale with various weapons around the house. Red explains that Ted Jones has a secret grow operation underneath Crispy Land. He then distributes in bulk throughout the park, with authorities none the wiser, due to Carol on his payroll. Dale and Red make their way to Crispy Land. After smuggling an alarming amount of weapons into a theme park, the two begin their search for the secret lair. They are then cut off by the park mascot, Charlie Cheezer! Yeah! Yeah, who wants a picture with the Cheezer? (laughs) Nice ankles, boys. (laughs) Don't mind the cold sores. Cheezer then hugs Dale and Red close. (laughs) 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 
does this thing smell so bad? Says Dale. Cheezer then holds them tighter and tighter until a group of theme park mascots appear, armed. We've got them, Ted. Bring them below ground. They arrive at the underground lair, where Ted Jones and Officer Carol await. Dale Denton, just the motherfucker we've been waiting for. Carol then steps in. Dale, I really am sorry. I really liked you a lot. I mean, I'm a criminal. You know what it's like to date in that pool? It's fucking terrible. Everyone's a criminal. It was just nice to be around a normal underachiever. A dude I could just laugh with. Dale begins to look almost comforted. Carol cocks her gun. But you just happen to be in the wrong fucking place at the wrong fucking time. Carol grabs Dale and begins to escort him into the next room, where Saul sits, tied up. Back in the other room with Ted, Red reveals two Uzis. She shoots the various Crispy Land guards dead. Ted runs for his escape in a roller coaster car that connects to the Pineapple Express Railroad Adventure Ride in Crispy Land, which the weed is named after. Right. Because it's got a, it sounds like a fucking train. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Uh, well, Pineapple Express. Well, Pineapple. Welcome. Come on down. So pine- Ride the train. So Pineapple Express is actually a real meteorological um, phenomenon. Is it? Yeah. It's, uh, I know. Yeah, I found it's, this from, uh, it's from uh, it's, it's, it's the uh, uh, atmospheric river between here and, and Hawaii, right? Yeah. Like, like the Pineapple Express from Hawaii. I was originally going to mine just like a very dry just meteorological here's what happens between here and Hawaii and the west coast and yeah no that's no it's <laughs> not, not it's, gonna be very funny it's, so it's I not, didn't do that it's kind of how I was like expecting for an in-depth um, explanation of the forming of FedEx for our castaway for whoever had prequel for Castaway. No, that was me. But yeah. instead, you got Gruff and Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of Gruff and well, Tim's. You learn better. something new every day. Yeah. Ted runs for an escape. A roller coaster car that connects to the Pineapple Express Railroad Adventure Ride in the theme park. Carol comes out and shoots Red in the back. Red lays dying, but is laughing. Carol flips over the body and sees a pinless grenade in Red's hand. It explodes, killing them both. Damn. Dale and Saul hop in the railway car behind, behind Ted as it departs. Their cars join the main ride, just as a fake train robbery is taking place. Ted punches a cowboy off the top of one of the passenger cars as he fires his gun at Dale and Saul. Dale is clipped in the arm, and Saul continues after Ted. Saul tries to shoot Ted, but his gun is empty. As Ted brings his weapon up to shoot Saul and finally end it, he is impaled by a rogue piece of piping within the ride. The ride lurches to a stop and is evacuated. Saul retrieves the wounded Dale, only for them to be met by a somehow alive Red, who's eating a churro. What's up, guys? Holy shit, you're alive? Yeah, yeah, I went to stunt school. They teach you everything there. Backflips, wire work, how to take a grenade to the face. (laughs) Oh, hey, that's fucking badass, man. Yeah, sorry about your girlfriend, Dale. Yeah, I like to say I'm all right with today's events, but, uh... Definitely not. Well, technically the park is still open. You guys want to go to Space World before closing? Ah, oh, yeah, Space World is my jam. The three friends walk off into the distance as police and ambulances rush the park. The end. Yeah. Woo! Ah. 
Uh, for, uh, very enjoyable remake. Yeah. Hey, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. No, that was awesome. Yeah, I like how you tightened it up, you know, making the cop Dale's girlfriend and also right, removing right. that creepy subplot that we discussed it. We removed it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and, 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 removed and sh- it completely. Shout out to my girlfriend. Who I discussed this with, mm. and we 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 actually thought like making the girl like like Dale dating the cop character kind of we, we thought it was pretty awesome, and yeah. we 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 went back and forth on that for a while. No, so, don't, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I I was stoked off of that idea because um, this is a very good idea. I think I think in the same vein as like the idea of drug dealers coming to kill you when you're stoned, I think the idea of your girlfriend come yeah. to kill you <laughs> when, you, uh, when you're uh, hell it, of it, high when you're hell of high is kind of a funny concept so why own. is she calling me yeah right right right, right, right. <laughs> she's trying to fucking kill me yeah bro. yeah uh, 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 I, I wanted to play off of that and Tessa Thompson's uh, uh, she's great, great actress she, she's she's, great. she's she's definitely on the rise right now yeah. uh, uh, recently in, and sorry to bother you um, uh, but was she in Ragnarok she was in Thor Ragnarok she's in the past great year in Thor Ragnarok she was very funny in Thor uh, she's on Westworld where where uh, uh, she's icy as fuck and, uh, I, I think she's Wait, great. Wait, what is she? Who does she play? Well, Charlotte Hale, the Delos representative. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great, great, yeah. great. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Eric Andre and Donald Glover. That's yeah. I would I Hollywood give me comedy film with Eric Andre and Donald Glover. Do I it. will give you movie price tickets and comedy film. It, Eric Andre, Donald Glover, go. And, 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 and much it. it was it was absolutely going to be uh, 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 Donald Glover. As Dale and uh, um, Eric Andre as Saul, and it's just like, no, you gotta reverse it, just like Rogan yeah. and Franco. Yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah, you yeah. gotta reverse it. Uh, so uh, let's go to some scores. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critics, sixty-one percent. A competent yet unnecessary remake that gets a little overindulgent with its budget. Also, where's my social commentary? Huh. Audiences, twenty-two percent. Don't. With my Rogan and Franco, fuck this. <laughs> you wouldn't remake uh, The Godfather, would you? Oh Jame Gum, Redding, California. <laughs> ah, Redding! Ooh. Oh my God! Uh, so that's where the that, uh, compound is. Yeah, that's a know? that's a very in California joke. Uh, apologies. She's about a size fourteen. Apologies to residents of Redding, California. By the way, if audiences have never listened to at least the soundtrack from Silence the Musical. Do it. Um, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a Silence the Lambs musical. It's called Silence the... Anyway. Are you about a size 14? It's like... Oh, yeah. yeah it's... it's wow. I mean, it's foul and terrible, but it's hilarious. It kinda, it's... Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Two Gentlemen of Lebowski, which is the big Lebowski rewritten in Shakespearean language. It's, oh, it's hilarious. I would love that. You know, it's it, hilarious. It, it, I thought about this earlier, and I'm glad you brought that up, because there... <laughs> I found out there's actually like a spinoff of the Big Lebowski about the uh, uh, Jesus character, uh, directed by John Turturro, uh, 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 in starring him. And anyway, it's I think it's in post production or it's like in some level of you know post production stalling level. What the but. It was, and it, I, I, I would say that this does not uh, exclude us from being able to do the Big Lebowski in the future for our show. No, but I want to do Big Lebowski. It yeah, was given the, it wasn't given the go ahead by the Coen Brothers, you know. To and that's just face it, you know, John Turturro is an amazing actor and great director, yeah. and so I'm sure whatever he does with it, it'll be fine. Anyway, go ahead and and if you find that movie and read the description of it. 
I mean, I would watch it. I mean, it sounds it sounds hilarious. That character is hilarious. Um, um, but let's get back to the stats. Yeah, the stats. You know, uh, what, what else is going I'm on? Fucking brat and fucking social study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, budget eighty million over three times the original film's budget. Oh, Expected gross profit two hundred million. Actual gross profit one hundred seventy-five million. Just a little short. It's not profit, but that's not including the marketing budget, which is usually the cost of the film. Uh, Tie-ins include obnoxious Seven Eleven collectors cups and self-aware hot pockets ads. You know, because being self-aware of selling out totally doesn't mean you're in fact selling out. Hey, right? Only Wayne's World did it right. And um, this was something special. It another, really was. Another I great think, installment of prequel wow, sequel remake. Just uh, all around quality work from everybody. And was really, I think we really hit a lot of like excellent, excellent points. I feel great one, about this know? episode. It was very special to actually do an anniversary episode for yeah. a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ten years. And, and, and hats off to if uh, anybody from the original Pineapple Express uh, Here's this. whatsoever yeah. was listening to this and heard this and actually gives a fuck and was then additionally even slightly entertained by what we were doing. Like, hey, hey. thank you. Yeah, you know? and, Craig, and, and Craig Robinson, you you're are, my dude. You guys are sweet. I love Craig Robinson. Uh, 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 but, but, you know, in, in conclusion... Ten years later, the movie holds up. It's it's yeah. a funny it's, it's a funny movie. That's a testament to shows. It's just a good movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's not yeah. not a time and place thing. Uh, it, it, it definitely holds up. And uh, go check it out. And I hope you enjoyed our stories for the day. And uh, as always, tune in next time because uh, we have a uh, oh next time we have a very Ooh. special yeah. movie lined yeah. up. Yeah, um, we really uh, do. I believe Scott has the most disdain for this movie. So do you want to intro what next week's movie is? Yeah, no. Okay, Desmond, do you want to intro what next week's movie is? Oh yeah, yeah. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going Marvel ways. It's in- we're going to the Marvel verse. Yeah. We're going MCU. We're going. D- but what? What? <laughs> it, within the Marvel verse has not been prequel, sequel, sequel or remake, remake before. Well, actually, Doctor Strange hasn't. But oh, um, 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 for all intents and purposes, not doing we're not doing fucking Doctor Strange. Fuck you, Benedict Cumberbatch. You. Piece hey. of shit. Hey, Doctor Strange was pretty good. F*** off. Okay, whatever. Uh, we're doing uh, uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know. We Desmond and I got live text responses to Scott seeing Howard the Duck for the first time. It's true. This episode is gonna f***ing kill. Um, this episode's gonna... I I no I don't think anyone's written anything, but I, I'm I'm sure that this episode's going to go places. Yeah, like and frankly, you know, we've had a streak of let's see, it was Castaway and then Fifth Element and then this, so it's three good movies. In Lots a row. of like quality yeah, movies so, that we actually all enjoy. And now and I, would, I do not endorse <laughs> Howard the Duck. So so so. so so if uh, if you're looking for some uh, good old prequel sequel remake episodes in, in the vein of uh, you know maybe Space Jam, uh, uh, Shark uh, Tale, Shark Tale, uh, I, I can definitely tell you that it's probably going to go go similar to that. Yes. this next episode. So so look forward to Howard the Duck. And as always, thank you for listening. This has been a great time. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm Desmond. Do we do sign offs <laughs> at the end? No, we not, usually don't. I can hate myself, dude. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do the just general plug. Um, if you want to be ready, like be aware of the first uh, first second Howard the Duck drops, and the week before the Howard the Duck trivia, which I've already started writing, it's Ooh. better than I'm the movie, but it's it's something. Um, go to prequelsequelremake.com slash subscribe. Click on the logo of your favorite podcast network. 
hit that logo, hit that subscribe button, and, you know, be ready for the first time, uh, for the very first time, to hear Howard the Duck and Howard the Duck Trivia. Um, if you want to help out the podcast, there's a big donate link right on prequelsequelremake.com or um, just go to anchor.fm slash remake. Use the new feature that lets you donate monthly to the podcast. Uh, seriously, it doesn't cost a lot to keep this podcast up, but any little bit you can give us helps the podcast grow, helps us do this stuff more frequently. We're just moving to weekly right now. It's a big crunch. Any little bit we can get to help us will mean a lot. Yeah, and you know, uh, obviously the, the, this podcast, uh, uh, you know, the main podcast, it takes a little bit more time to put out. It does. Given, the, given that we have to watch these movies and write them, kind of hard to make that weekly, so we're doing a little interstitial uh, uh, podcast in between the bi-weekly schedule. And, um, you know, let us know if there's anything you want us to discuss or you want to hear us talk about. Uh, uh, it'd be great because, uh, you know, these the, the, the intermediate episodes are a great time to just talk about things that otherwise couldn't be covered in the main podcast. Uh, uh, and I noticed uh, these episodes are getting f***ing long, so we obviously yeah. have a lot to say about <laughs> things. Yeah. So uh, let us know. And uh, as always, we love you. Yeah. And on that note, we're out. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky-ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the cheese and make a few ends as I breeze through two in the morning and the party's still jumping because my mama ate home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on. And they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you want to do? Shit. I got a pocket full of rubbers. And my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights. And close the doors. But, but what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gotta smoke an ounce to this. G's up. Hose down. While you motherfuckers bounce to this. Rolling down the street. Smoking in dough. Sipping on gin and juice. Laid back. With my mind on my money. And my mind, and my mind, 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 my mind,